Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome to the punters, mate. It's Sam Highland filling in for the captain, Mark Probrook. And I've got uh, the number one tipster in Queensland, Chris Nelson, ready to go. He is pumped. He's well organised for today's today's episode of the punters, mate. Uh, Thanks to uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Chris O, welcome. Welcome, Sam. Good to have uh, your company again. And yeah, Queensland is racing, but we're just really not sure where we're going to be racing at this stage. Uh, I'll give you a bit of an update very shortly on what we know so far. But uh, it's been a it's been a trying week for many, and uh, our thoughts go out to all the people affected by by the floods. And I know that you live in an area that's uh, close to well, an area that does flood. But I believe you are quite fortunate. Yeah, we we were lucky. We we live on a hill there in Windsor, so we were up high. Um, but a uh, little bit of uh, water in the garage, but that was uh, n- you know nothing compared to uh, obviously what we've seen throughout Brisbane and and Ipswich and uh, you know lots of different parts yeah. of uh, southeast Queensland. So it's uh, yeah, we're thinking of uh, everybody out there and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, get some winners for the week ahead. But uh, make things a bit easier. But it, I, I tell you what, it, uh, I have, uh, well, obviously we're both from, uh, from Melbourne and we, we know a bit about rain, but I have never, <laughs> ever seen rainfall like that in two and a half days. Or the fact that, you know, I think it was quoted a couple of days ago, 48 mils in half an hour. Like yeah, it's, it's just crazy. It's relentless. And I know some of the areas I'm up on the Sunshine Coast, but some of those areas out the back, Pomona is a, in, in the hinterland, not quite, but it's out that back, 1,500 mils in four days. Yeah. That's their yearly rainfall. <laughs> I mean, it's just phenomenal. And you know what it's like. I mean, we see rain. We saw it in Melbourne, obviously, and it rained, but it wouldn't be that hard or you get a storm go through. Here, it's just relentless for yeah. days. Yeah, it just uh, it just kept uh, hammering down. But anyway, uh, if there's a positive, it's good for the garden. It's good for the garden. Well, if your garden doesn't float away, it is. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> so... Uh, well, what about let's go to the week that was. What yeah. what, what are your highlights for the week, Chris? Oh, two highlights from last weekend. There was no, was no racing, of course, mm. last weekend at Doombin, so it's hard to pull something out of there. But we saw Hinged and Startontes fight out the finish in the surround stakes in um, Sydney at Randwick. I was. I don't know if you saw that race, Sam. I'm sure you I did. did. But I was sure that Startontes was going to go straight past Hinged, but Hinged kicked and was able to hold off Startontes. Of course, both Queenslanders, Hinged was, trained at Toowoomba. Uh, now trained by Chris Waller, of course, in Sydney. And Star Tontes, as we know, uh, trained by Rob Heathcote out at Eagle Farm. She's a ripper, Star Tontes. I think she's coming back here uh, and she'll be set for some races over the Winter Carnival. So looking forward to that. And and a, an apprentice jockey up north. Now, you being an ex-jockey might have a handle on this lady. I'm not sure. Talia Fenlon. She rides up in North Queensland. Now, I've noticed her name a bit late. There's so many good female jockeys going around. We spoke before we went to air. Angela Jones is one. Jasmine Cornish. I mean, we know the girls that ride in Brisbane, but just so many good ones at the moment. Talia Fenland could be joining those ranks. She's only a two-kilo claim, I think, at the moment. 
But her effort uh, to win on a horse called Woe Lola at the Rocky last Friday, I think it was the last race, uh, she snuck up or she went for a run inside the leader on the fence and that run just basically closed in her face. Now, this horse was quite short in the market, and I thought, oh, she's in trouble here. But she didn't panic. She waited. She went around heels, and then she came away to score on Woe Lola by uh, a couple of lengths. So I thought that was a very smart ride. And then she came out the next day and won the feature race at Mackay. So there's a future there for Talia Fenlon. Yeah, she rode a, a, a double there at that Mackay meeting. And uh, obviously, as you say, she's based up there at, at Rocky. I, th- I think it's her dad is... Um, the president of the club at uh, Rocky, or I know he's uh, he's definitely a big hitter at the club there, and um, but she's getting good opportunities and making the most of it. And as you say, like she's just getting uh, loads of rides and yeah. and and uh, bagging heaps of winners. So um, yeah, I think uh, she'll be one to watch when I'm sure she will um, make the move down to Brisbane at some stage and and use her claim up in town. That's for sure. Well, you would know she's, she's ready for it when know? these apprentices have these really good. Have these really good cli- have these claims? They get on these horses and and they ride so well with the light weight. So, onward and upward for Talia Phelan. I certainly, if you see her name on on a horse you like, and give it an extra tick. Yeah, that that is for sure. Uh, it's uh, no, it's definitely, and th- that's around stakes. So, well done to the Frappel family from Clear Mountain Fairview Stud. Uh, yeah, the Worthy Cause was the uh, the first Group One winner for Worthy Cause, uh, the sire of Hinge. So, uh, winning the Surround Stakes it was a great race. And you know, as you say, um, Star Tontes, Robert Heathcote has always spoke glowingly, glowingly about about that horse, hasn't yep. he? You know, and yep. and. Uh, you know, there's definitely a good one in it, in her, that's I for would sure. think so. Well, she nearly got the Group 1 there, and she was placed in Group 1 company. I think it was the flight stakes uh, in the in the springtime. So you're right, Sam. There's a, uh, a big one for her coming up, and that'll put a uh, fortune on her price at uh, when she goes to the breeding barn. That'll certainly add plenty of zeros to her worth. So, yep, looking forward to her breaking through. Interesting to see um, uh, what happens with the meetings over the weekend, uh, you know, I know there's some word that there's more storms coming and uh, it's, you know, we're very lucky up here in Queensland to have that that, that new uh, poly track at, uh, at the sunny coast because... Uh, How good has that been? I mean, it's been able to, to take um, transferred meetings, yet we had the... the Odd situation where people couldn't get to the get to the sunny coast because of the road closures. Yeah, nothing to do with the track condition. I mean, it'll take any amount of water, take any amount of water that's thrown at it. Uh, it was just as you say, the uh, the roads leading into the Sunshine Coast and out of Brisbane were flooded, so people couldn't get there. I hope that doesn't happen again. I have just got news through that Doombin is off tomorrow. Just wow. waiting on the uh, um, further news as if the meeting's been uh, transferred to Toowoomba. Toowoomba on. So it looks like we're off to Toowoomba for the Doombin meeting tomorrow. Wow. So oh well, that's go. that's good, and and uh, you know Toowoomba has obviously recovered really well from the rain. They had heavy rain, um, and you know there was some flooded areas uh, surround around Toowoomba, and but great that I think they raced on a soft five. To yeah, make it was a that. soft seven this morning. Yeah, Bit of right. rain overnight. So okay. currently a soft seven, but that that track will race really well. Yeah. So we'll just have to see how many. Uh, how many trainers decide to make the trip up the range and scratchings in the morning, etc. So it'll be an interesting day. At least we've got a meeting. Okay. Well, we better take a break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to have a chat to the Greyhound man up here in Queensland, Luke Gatehouse. Back to the punters, mate. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to 
and what is, well, an interesting weekend of racing all round, Chris. Uh, that's for sure after it's just the madness of, of the rain and someone that would uh, know so much about the madness of the rain because uh, he's based at, uh, well, he's in charge of the show at uh, Albion Park Greyhounds and that is Luke Gatehouse. Luke, bit of precipitation about this week. It certainly is, Sam. Good morning to you. Good morning to Chris. And uh, the rain has just started falling again down here in the beautiful Redlands. There's just a, it's just popped out of the sky from nowhere. It's been offshore all morning, but the rain started again. Thankfully, it's away from Albion Park at the moment because we've got a, a rising tide again this morning that peaks at about 11 o'clock and our calculations have it somewhere between the minor and moderate flood level, which means the car park area and the the surrounds will go under, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, the tracks, however, uh, they're clear now, so there's plenty of work being done on them. So how much rain did you cop there at Albion Park, Luke? Uh, quarter metre, just quarter metre. Yeah, no, um, yeah. And then you know, given, given the way the, the river's been and the tides, there's just been so much water uh, collected in the, the catchment that it's just stayed up, so... You know, Saturday morning, the high tide was below minor flood level. There was, you know, no cause for concern at that stage. And I had staff going in Sunday morning to uh, assess where we needed to be. And they couldn't access the track by Sunday morning. The, the high tide there was, was all between the moderate and, and major flood level, which is uh, end of days for our kennels and the, the harness stable area and underneath the grandstand and the car parking. And it stayed at that level. It... Uh, it got to a, over the major peak for two days running, and yeah, we still haven't got below the the moderate level during the daytime uh, peak for since since Sunday. So, yeah, it's it's uh, pretty devastating at Albion Park. Luke, I failed plasticine at school, but is that two thousand five hundred mils? <laughs> a meter. You said a quarter of a, a meter. A meter is a thousand. Ah, oh, so it's two fifty mils. Yeah. T- uh, no, 2,500 mils is two and a half That's right, so 2,500 mils. Well, that's been the, the peak height. It's been, been wow. pretty awful. That's unbelievable. Okay, so so the clean-up is obviously um, well underway. Uh, you, you said there's a lot to do, obviously, with the actual track. Is that right? Yeah, so um, both ourselves and Harness had started with the heavy machinery yesterday. It was the first chance we could get them onto the track, so... Uh, for us, it's basically pulling up the entire sand surface right the way down to the base. So we have a geofabric layer as well that will come up and be replaced. Then uh, ourselves in Racing Queensland will do some assessment of the, the base. They've got some funky new toys that uh, can do that sort of assessment. And uh, then we go through the, the process of making sure we can get the supply of the appropriate sand because we, we do need a, a certain sand for a greyhound track. Uh, hoping that we can get that by mid to end of next week and and then start rebuilding at least the track area. Uh, the kennels may be a bit longer because they've had water sitting in them now for, for a week, basically, at high tide. Uh, we're able to get in there at low tide now and throwing a lot of uh, equipment and furniture out yesterday. I think two or three skip bins full. And... So, Luke, um, yeah, I, I live uh, not far from Albion Park uh, and, uh, you know, just obviously knowing at the, alongside the, at, the, at the back there, alongside the, 
the river, you know, that, that road was closed that heads down towards McDonald's and, and just seeing the the destruction and, and the mess that was made and unbelievable, like the, the mud that is all over the place, isn't it? Like it's it's just um, amazing how, how much, uh, you know, how much it destroys everything. The mud and the silt is pretty disgusting at the moment. I, I lived through the, the 2011 flood at Albion Park as well and, and it was really only about a 24 to 48-hour event. It, when they released the, the gates at Wyvernhoe, it was really just a, a wall of water that came down the river and, and washed through Albion Park and, and was down by the next day. Where, so it did cause a lot of destruction, but it didn't sit for long, whereas this has sat for a long time. And, you know, even our, our staff, when they were cleaning out our downstairs cold rooms that... Uh, had been floating around their car park and have ended up in all sorts of interesting places. The food was so rank uh, that mm. they basically uh, got a bit of danger money with pizzas at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> so importantly, Luke, when do you think uh, we can resume racing? Uh, Chris, I can't put a date on it at the moment. Uh, yep. I've just looked at the, the weather forecast for next week and we're still looking at, at rain and storm threats all the way through uh, from Sunday through to next Friday. So that can cause issues with us uh, accessing the sand, uh, getting work done on the track if we, we continue to find bad weather. So at this stage, no definite date for return other than we'll be moving everything that we can to to get back and running. And obviously we'll have to do a fair bit of testing of, of services as well, having been underwater for that amount of time. We still don't have power at the site. Uh, and probably likely not until at least the end of the weekend, early next week, before we even have power. So we've been without power since basically, I think, Sunday night. And, Luca, is uh, just quickly, uh, any of the other Greyhound tracks been severely affected? Yeah, uh, the three southeast Queensland tracks, so Capelabar, which floods regularly, it's just in one of those spots here in the Redlands, uh, they copped a, a fair bit from Tingalba Creek over the... The weekend, they're in the middle of their clean-up at the moment and they're doing a great job down there, the, the committee and staff and volunteers. Their biggest issue will be the damage that's been done to the, the grass surface. It's the only grass, grade, straight greyhound track in Australia and, uh, yeah, there's, you know, again, don't know how long, depending on that level of damage, so they're working hard. The Ipswich track, uh, the track didn't suffer much damage because it's nice and high. Uh, however, the Ipswich Showgrounds, where it's based, is an evacuation centre for the flood. So they've had people and, and domestic animals uh, living at the showgrounds, and the domestic animals are actually housed in the racing kennels. So once yeah. they're cleared out and go back to where they've come from, uh, and again, the threat of further floods has an impact on that, uh, the kennels have to be cleaned and disinfected again and passed by the stewards to be safe uh, to house greyhounds, because obviously... Uh, there's a very high level of uh, biosecurity around racing racing greyhounds and we need to make sure there's no uh, disease or bacteria in those kennels. So they're back trialling today. Uh, so they, they'll be trialling uh, all over the weekend with a hope to be able to resume racing at Ipswich next week and they'll be, they'll be carrying the load for South East Queensland for a little while. Well, thanks very much for the update, Luke, and looking forward to uh, the Greyhounds being back on deck and can't wait for racing back at uh, Albion Park. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Chris.
Thanks, Luke. There is uh, Luke Gatehouse. We're going to take a quick break now, and when we come back, we're going to have a betting update with uh, Crossbet, and uh, I think Chris has got follow, folder, forgive ready to go. If we can fit it in. (laughs) This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Welcome back to The Punter's Mate on this Friday morning, and it's always a pleasure to catch up with Scott Cross from Crossbet. Scott, good morning to you. It was well, mate. How's things? Are we okay? Did you survive the floods okay so far? Mate, I was very fortunate. I, uh, we didn't flood last time and we didn't flood uh, this time. So uh, although I am sitting in the office uh, by myself today, everyone is sort of uh, stranded. So uh, it's, uh, it, I can't complain we didn't get flooded. So thoughts out there for everyone who did, unfortunately. Definitely, most definitely. Now, we've got uh, some topics to discuss today. We're going to kick it off with the Reds versus the Force. Now, this is being played in Perth. Nine o'clock local time for us is the kickoff. It is. It's a late, it's a late one, nine o'clock. Uh, look, the, the Force are $2.30. The Reds are $1.60. Look, I think we can say that the Reds are potentially the class uh, team in the Australian Conference. However, both captains are out this time. Uh, both Liam Wright and Tate McDermott are, are, are injured and... Um, Daniela Tupo coming off the bench. So I think it might actually be closer than uh, the dollar sixty and two thirty. The line's only two and a half. I can't tip against my Reds. However, I think it's going to be a very, very close game. The Force are, uh, are certainly a team not to mess with. Now, the Australia-Pakistan first test, I think, kicks off tonight, our time. It might be earlier than that. I'm not 100% sure. But uh, first test in Pakistan. I think it's the first test in Pakistan and Australia have played in 20 years. Yeah, it's a it's a long time, and uh, yeah, Australia are two dollars seventy, and Pakistan are two dollars forty seven. So the Pakistanis are favourite. I mean, Australia's history in the subcontinent on those uh, very different wickets, and and given the latest internal controversies we've had uh, with mm. the uh, coaching uh, in the Australian team, it's it, it's probably hard to tip against uh, the Pakis on home soil. So I, I think the bookies have got it right, and two dollars forty seven for Pakistan. That's where I'll be going. It's going to be very interesting if we have a bad run, isn't it, if, with our cricketers? If the cricket form falls away, uh, people are going to start pointing fingers at, uh, at people that uh, might have moved on Justin Langer. I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next six months or so. The Australian Guineas, well, we can at least rely on Flemington having a good track tomorrow, although it is supposed to rain in Melbourne tonight, I do believe, but Flemington's a really good wet-weather track. It won't, uh, it'll take plenty of rain. But one of the highlights is the Australian Guineas, a cracking field, Scott. Yes, it's actually really good to look at a form guide and actually see a good fall uh, there as opposed to everything up here in Doombin and Sydney, which I'm, I'm sick of seeing heavy 10. Look, this is a really hard field to pick. Like, it's a big field. It's a wide field. They've come for about four or five. Uh, joint favourites uh, are Totsu and Profundo at $4.50. The market movers for Get You open at 10 into seven fifty. Captivants there at six fifty as well. One they've also come for, and the one that I like, is actually Pinstripe. Uh, I mean, it's, it's had a good run recently. Um, Michael D's on top. It's at seven fifty. I see some value. Uh, but for me, this is one for the exotics. Cheers, Scott. Thanks for your time this morning. Good luck with Profit. If you go to Toowoomba tomorrow, we'll catch up with you next Friday. No worries. We'll Take care. We'll go for a break. Good on you, Scott. We'll go for a break. We'll come back after the break with my follow, fold or forgive. And we'll have a chat to Sam Collett, too. Looking forward to that. She was riding in Saudi Arabia last weekend.
Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome back to the Punters, mate, uh, for our second half hour on this show this morning. And let's get straight into it, Chris O, with follow, fold or forgive. What have you got for us? Well, a little bit hard with the lack of meetings, Sam, but uh, we're going to go to the Sunshine Coast Poly Track on Wednesday, because it's about the only re- meeting we've had recently. So Streaker was very uh, impressive winning. Now, Streaker's trials, trained by Chris Anderson, ridden by Kyle Wilson-Taylor, who's flying at the moment. Streaker trialed twice, and both of those trials were phenomenal efforts. Straight to the front, just cruised away to score. And he took that form to the poly track on uh, Wednesday, and he raced away and won very impressively. I think Streaker is in for a good campaign. So he is a definite follow. Streaker, that's S-T-R-E-A-K-A. Don't we love a good streaker, Sam? Yeah, well, um, I tell you what, I heard you uh, pushing this on the radio with uh, Tags and Milo during the week, and uh, I I could tell that there was a lot of confidence in your voice, and then I watched that race, and uh, wow, wasn't it impressive? Well, we go from the good to the bad. Alora Enzo. Now, this horse just keeps on starting favourite. After his last start, Effort at Grafton over 1,400. I told everybody he was after 1,600 metres, and when he got over 1,600 metres, he would win. So he got over 1,600 metres on Wednesday. He went straight to the front and just folded up like a what are they, a pricked balloon, Sam. <laughs> he gave absolutely nothing, so he is uh, well and truly being folded up on. I apologise to anyone out there who took my advice. I should have listened to everybody else. He might have paused this horse. So we'll fold up on uh, Laura Enzo. One more, same meeting, he knows, was first up. Uh, O'Day Hoisted thought that he might uh, be running on late and want a little bit more ground. That was exactly the case, but he ran on well into second spot. Uh, he'll be one to follow this carnival, not carnival, this uh, time of the year. He should get away with a race or two. That's he knows. So Streaker a follow, Alora Enzo a big fat fold, and he knows a follow. Okay, well, there's uh, some nice horses uh, going forward that's Two of them sure. are anyway. Yeah, well, t- yeah, sure. yeah. Alorenzo, you're out. You're in the bin. Yeah, you're in binned. the bin. Well and truly binned, as uh, Taggart would say. Now, let's head to Sam Collett, who we have online, of course. Sen tracks, one of Sen tracks' favourite jockeys, and uh, I think it's <laughs> Sam's second time on, on this show, or yeah. maybe we had her on the Darling Downlow, or but anyway, she's a complete rock star up here in Queensland and riding up a storm, Sam. A recent trip to Saudi Arabia. Um, tell us about that experience. And, gee, it, uh, following it on social media, it, it looked like a, a fantastic meeting. Yeah. Yeah, morning, guys. Um, just got back from Saudi, well, late Monday night, so I've been sort of straight back into it. But the whole trip was pretty unreal. Um, I was had a sort of fair idea of what to expect before I left, just talking to um, my fellow riding companion, Lisa Allpress, from back in NZ and... Um, but it really didn't do it justice. I mean, the whole occasion and the two days there with the Saudi Cup and um, the atmosphere around it was really something else. Sam, uh, I read a bit about the trip online. I'll I'll go back to the start. I believe you travelled over on business class. How good is that? (laughs) Yeah, you wouldn't think such a small person would need so much room, but apparently (laughs) I did. But, uh, no, it was great. (laughs) You were able to stretch right out, just about lie down. Oh, yeah, no, I did, 100%. Like, I... um, really just made the most of it. It was um, the only way to travel, I think, if you're going long distance. Yeah, that's the problem now. That's the only way to travel. So when you go back to coach, <laughs> know, you won't be very uh, happy. Yeah. 
That's right. No more kettle uh, class for me. That, that's right. Uh, now, one of the other things, one of the other little bits out of that uh, item that I did read was that as a female in Saudi Arabia, you couldn't leave leave your room. Is that right? Oh, I could leave the room differently, but they couldn't use the um, the hotel we were staying in, the female, lovely, beautiful hotel, sort of most of the Saudi Cup participants over the two days that were flown over were staying there. But I couldn't use the swimming pool or the gymnasium and the hotel just because it's men only. And I think it's to do with their culture. Obviously, it's yeah. held as I believe there were a couple of like gymnasiums and that that were strictly women only like in the city, but it wasn't really somewhere I'd ventured to. Um, but yeah, so I resorted to doing a little bit of running up and down the stairwell in my spare time. <laughs> Good that. Now, uh, t- tell <laughs> us about the conditions and and the and the obviously the track. Uh, what what was all that like? Yeah, first experience for me riding on the dirt track. Um, having a chat to a few people that are obviously a little bit more experienced at riding on the dirt, they um, they said to me that it, you know the, the kickback wasn't as bad as had what they had experienced and. Um, other dirt tracks around the place but my from my own experience it definitely wasn't too bad my first ride was probably a wee bit of a shell shock um you know with all the getting used to all the kickbacks sort of like being dragged behind the back of a car on the sand I guess um um but that the track itself was pretty good by the time I sort of had my second my second ride on the dirt there was obviously one in the middle of there on the their turf track and the turf track was phenomenal it was um they reckon you can't grow grass in the desert well they've done a pretty good job there um yeah. it was just like a, a carpet you know and a race they probably had a little bit of a sort of t- got their toe into it a wee bit um but it was really well cambered um rode nicely i thought it was fantastic the, the whole surfaces i mean the 1800 meter start was at like sort of where your mile shoots would normally be on any good decent sized track here in oz i guess um so it was a lovely big long run in um the Riding conditions were great. It actually wasn't as hot as I thought it was going to be. It got quite cool at night times. It probably got down to closer to you know ten degrees. Um, they had a couple of really nice evening things that they put on for us, and um, yeah, it did get a bit chilly actually. So, but yeah, it's it's just unreal. Um, they're obviously no bedding there and no drinking and things like that. So they're really their sole passion is just the racing, and you can tell um, with you know the everyone's reactions and how many people were at the races. It took us. Well, it was usually a half an hour drive to get from our hotel to the race course at Riyadh, and it took two hours the second day Saudi Cup day because there were so many people backed up trying to get into the race course. So they're going there just for the love of the sport. They can't bet. They can't drink. They, they just go there for the love of the sport. Can you imagine that in Australia, Sam? How many people would we get to the races and the pubs and that if they couldn't bet? Well, it's... Uh... quite a few, but realistically, probably not many. It's not such a bad thing. What about no. Sam? What what about the horses and uh, and what, did you did you ride any Arabs? No, no Arabs. Um, the horses that rode, obviously, most well the four I rode were all locals. Uh, lovely horses. They're probably not too dissimilar um, to the types we get back in NZ. I didn't see many big, strong sort of sprinting types that we have here in Australia. Um, you, you know, I don't know whether it's just because. They just don't have them like the dirt racing predominantly. It's I don't know if it's you know that type of horse is suited to that surface of track. I don't know, but um, obviously being for the second day watching the horses go around for the big races, the imports and stuff like that. I mean they are just a next level. Obviously the the cream of the crop from where they've come from. Um, but the horses were they were lovely and quiet and um, 
the guys, obviously the guys that are locals there training that do a good job. They all look nice and fit and, and really bright in the coat. And did they have did they have Arab horse racing there? There was a um, Arabs only race here, but I didn't like. I don't know if I could tell much of the difference. I don't know if they've like pure Arabs or, or I don't know how how the whole system works there. But um, they're so passionate about it. They've got like a TV channel that's almost like strictly for like the endurance horse racing there, like the Arabs yep. and stuff, which is kind of cool. Now, you've got a big weekend ahead of you, Sam. You're riding at the Sunshine Coast tonight on the poly track. And now, and you make sure you set your uh, your GPS to Toowoomba tomorrow and not Doombin because that's where you'll be going. Um, now just, yes, I've heard. Yeah, we've transferred to Toowoomba. So you're wrapped have you ridden, too, aren't you? Have, you've ridden there. You've ridden everywhere, so you must have been there. <laughs> I have ridden at Toowoomba, yeah. I haven't had a whole lot of exposure there, but I've been there a couple of times now. Um now, I just want to ask you, the poly track. I'm asking everybody I possibly can about the poly track because I'm trying to get an idea and a bit of an edge myself. But how do you find that, that poly track? I mean, it's been a, a lifesaver for our meetings in the last couple of weeks with all the rain. But tell me about the kickback. Is there a lot of kickback if you're off the off the speed? There is a lot of kickback. Uh, it's probably not so bad, actually, but it, the fact that it's with the, um, the makeup of the, the surface with the wax and the fibres and that, it's actually quite sticky and yep. I've heard you know talking to trainers and that of horses that have got back it's taken they've really had to like give the horses a real good wash and almost shampoo them the next day to get the wax off them I know just cleaning my gear is hard enough sometimes if you get back with the way it breaks up it just sort of sticks to you more than anything which makes it worse as opposed to the you know the amount that's coming back as to what stays on obviously like a dirt say the dirt track in Dubai is a lot like a lot more kickback but it doesn't sort of stick to you as much do you think that affects the horses? I mean, obviously do on face value, I would say, yes, if you cop a bit of that in the face, you're going to lose a bit of momentum. Is that the way you see it? Oh, most definitely. There's a, you know, I would say there's most horses, well, not most horses, I shouldn't say that. There are definitely a, a generous amount of horses that have ridden that haven't loved the kickback. I think that's why you see most horses that are either wide or sort of in front yeah. are a little bit happier. Uh, it doesn't mean to say that it's got anything to do with the track itself, the way the no. races are run. I just think it's more indicative of the horses that can tolerate the kickback and some that can't. It's obviously tempo-related too. I mean, if they're going to go mad fast in front, like any track, it does sort of seem to set it up. Well, your horses can only go so fast and do so much. Um, so, yeah, but it, it does help, I think, if you're out of it. Now, you're riding, of course, at Toowoomba, as you mentioned, tomorrow. Just looking at some of your rides. Uh, Stardome in race number four, I think, is a horse that can probably just about get away with the money. I think it would be a lot better placed with that 2,000-metre run under the belt from last time out. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty excited to have a ride for the, uh, the Waller Camp. So um, it's owned by a syndicate that uh, own a lot of horses back in NZ, so I'm sort of familiar with the colours. So it would be nice to get the job done for them over here, like I have done back at home as well. Obviously, the horse is in great form. Um, it's knocking on the door to win one, I would have thought. Can I just ask you, what have you done to the uh, the barrier draw gods? Because you have some horrible oh. draws. You've got, I'm just looking <laughs> I... through your draws tomorrow. 8, 12, 17, 10, 17, 11, 14 and 8. What happened there? I know, honestly, every time I have like a, a, like a book of rides on a Saturday, I swear to God, they're all drawn outside of 10 or it rains and they're all drawn 1, 2 or 3. I, just, I don't know what's going on, but I must be... <laughs> Do some turn of luck, or I don't know, but it does make things a little bit, a little bit trickier. Um, obviously, people don't want you to be three wide, but then you've got to be aware it's of how much not to be. you've got to use to go forward. And yeah, but 
you know, you've either got to go forward or go back, and you're either giving ground to get back to try and get one off, or you pray that you get one off and be midfield, or you use gas to go forward. So, I don't know. Like as a rider, personally, um, it does not necessarily all the time, but I would sort of sort of roll the dice and jump and find a position where my horse is comfortable and if it was sort of if three wide was the best I was going to be then and the horse is comfortable I think it's probably sometimes better than burning the gas to make the ride yep. look pretty or giving ground away and then having to make that ground up it all depends on track conditions too but it does make it a bit harder obviously Just uh, one other ride, you've got a heap of rides so I won't go through them all but uh, self-indulgent goes around in the three-year-old uh, dual prelude for Tony Gollan awkward gate obviously but uh, a horse that's racing very consistently yeah, she is. She was one that was sort of unstuck by the bad draw last start, and I did have to burn burn a bit of gas um, to get across last time, which wasn't really ideal. So without talking to Tony, I'm not too sure how we're going to play that with her. Um, I don't think she's a filly that necessarily has to be on speed, but like I said, I'll have to sit down and see what horses are. Obviously, with the change in venue, what happens, there could be a whole lot of scratchings. The whole field might stay in, so then we've just got to make a game plan to try and do the best thing for her. Obviously, Toowoomba is a tricky enough track with the rise and, and how that works. So being parked out there is, and doing any extra work going uphill, to me, is probably not going to be great. Um, but then we're going to get too far back. Then it's, yeah, it's going to be tricky, to say the least. But the horse herself is really, really well. I've sat on her this week. Um, she's obviously come through that run last start really well. And Tony and the team have done a great job with her, as they do all of them. So she's well capable of, of running some sort of race, but I'm just going to have to negotiate the draw as best I can. Sam, you had a busy night tonight, and then now you've got four scratchings. Can you tip us into uh, anything that you're riding tonight at the Sunning Coach? <laughs> I, I wish I could. Like, I don't know you know, too much about the ones. Obviously, Nat McCall's horse is probably one that's trained on track and is probably used to the synthetic. Um, so she's probably just looking at what I've got left the best chance of mine um i haven't had a winner for that yet so that'd be good to to chalk up one for her but other than that i think it's just rolling the dice and seeing how we go great chat uh very insightful and uh all the best for the weekend sam uh, thanks for coming on punters mate this morning no worries thanks for having me guys thanks sam there is uh sam collett who has uh, been riding up a storm since uh basing herself here in queensland and uh i'm sure will continue to do so she's getting good opportunities and uh, just rides soup so we are off to a break now and uh we'll come back on the other side and we'll wind it up chris see if we can find a winner sam yeah good this is the punters mate on sen Sammy, Chris, no, I'll just—we're just having a chat off air about. I asked you if you'd ridden on the um, the synthetic or the poly, which you had, and you've I got have. a bit of a, a record there. You were the ah, uh... oh, well, yeah. One one of my strengths in life was falling off uh, as a jockey, and I was the first jockey to fall on the Geelong Thorough Track. And well, actually, uh, the horse fell as well. He. He uh, went wrong and he went down and I went down with him. And I remembered uh, getting to my feet going, wow, it's hard. It's quite hard. This. You, you so. say you're good at falling off. Have you heard um, Mark Braybrook's interview with, was it Bert Bryant and Les Boots, the uh, jump <laughs> yeah, jockey? Have you I heard have, that? I have heard that. 40 that... falls in 39 races? Yeah. Because <laughs> he fell out of the ambulance? <laughs> that was outrageous. <laughs> outrageous. So, but yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You talk of um, uh, synthetic surfaces and it's, it's um, you know, it definitely has its place in racing, yeah. but it's, you know, I, I, 
you, you know, you, you don't, um, yeah, you just hope that sometimes I think down in, in Melbourne, in Victoria, they can change meetings uh, a bit too soon from a grass tractor to a synthetic surface. You know, the heavy trackers and wet trackers still have their place in racing. And, and uh, But there is a horse down home, uh, Paddy Payne, uh, Paddy Payne Senior trains called Ronay, and she is a freak on the uh, synthetic. Uh, she's won seven races. So, yeah, there's um, I, there's not many like her that just fire on the synthetic, but uh, she definitely does, and she's won at big odds on, on occasions. It'd be hard to set your horse for a synthetic because you never know when a meeting's going to be transferred. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Now, Queensland is racing. The action continues uh, this week across the Sunshine State. Visit Racing Queensland dot com dot au uh we've got a big weekend of racing right around the country and yeah we've just got news this morning chris o that yep. uh doombin has moved to toowoomba so yep. that's great for toowoomba and it's you know it's such a good surface toowoomba it, it uh you know it it, it gets a power of rain and, and uh but backs up really well doesn't it and i mean and and does such a good job to race throughout the year it has a it busy racing schedule doesn't it, it it does and there was a soft seven this morning there they had 20 odd mils i think last night so we'll keep an eye on the weather overnight in the toowoomba area but that'll that'll play well that track so uh i don't know which one of these horses at this stage or which horses will be scratched some will go some won't but mm. uh, i like these race one number two tamalade I think Dream Reacher was the only. He's uh, your favourites, oh, isn't he? Tamalade. Yeah, I jumped off last start, but I'm back on board again here. I think he's too good for those. Race three, number two. She's got the boom. Will be short, but she has got the boom. All right. She's one from one in her trial before that debut win was outstanding. I think she'll win as well. Uh, Tremonto in the last. Any wet ground won't worry. This one didn't have a lot of luck first up. I think he can improve sharply. So at this stage, I'll just go with those. Uh, Night Mariner, race five, number eight. There's another one you can probably throw in. Now, tonight at the Sunny Coast, we are on the poly track, as we've mentioned, but there's a horse tonight that really caught my eye winning last start, and it's race six, number five, Tuscany Bound. Casey Fogden trains. Kyle Wilson-Taylor, who's riding so well, uh, jumps on. This horse ran down the leader along the fence. Have a look at its last start. The way it pulled clear, that last 50 metres, Really nice type. Don't know how it'll handle the poly. Don't want it to get too far back. And gate one's probably not ideal. So I'm pouring a bit of cold water on this. But <laughs> gee, I like the look of it. And if it's a decent price, still worth having something on. So so it's a tricky day. Anything you'd like uh, around the country, Sam? Uh, I'll tell you what, some good, great racing at uh, at Flemington and Randwick, isn't there? I'm, I'm pretty keen on Mr. Brightside uh, in the big one at, at, at uh, Flemington. I think he's uh, really well-placed and... In, in that race, I think uh, he was good first up. He'll be better second up. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's in, in the blame, of course. I, I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen on him. Uh, and the Guineas, uh, the Australian Guineas, I, I thought Hitatsu, fresh, uh, will run well. You know, Kieran Ma, Dave Eustace, they're, they're a huge operation. They do a great job with their horses. He's been a first up winner before. He's drawn a good gate. Johnny Allen on board. Uh, gee, I, I think he's uh, yeah, I think he's a, a super chance. But uh, you know, a really good day of racing at Flemington uh, tomorrow. Mr. Brightside brings back good memories for us Richmond supporters with Jack Revolt up on stage <laughs> after the grand final with the Killers. Now that's magic. Is a segment that. Mark and I uh, try to get out every week, but sometimes we run out of uh, funny things. But I, I came across this one. Uh, online during the week, and I don't know when it was, where it was. It was in black and white. But uh, have a listen to this. 
And Hikamakarakadakalola. Then there's a gap of three to Dola Hikamakarakadola. And then it's Dika Haka Makarakadola. And the trailer is Dola Rola Rola Rakadaka. So if you play that from the start, it, the actual name of the horse is Yaka Hika Mika Dola. And the caller got it wrong all four times. So uh, I don't blame him. Wow. I, I wouldn't fancy trying to call that particular uh particular horse's name and uh, no surprise that he got it wrong but I don't know when that was but it sounded like a long time ago that goes into our file for the uh, the best that's magics of the year and we haven't had too many this year tough gig we, uh, calling races that's for sure we're and missing our Swedish trots call I haven't heard him for a while. hasn't done anything yeah we haven't heard him for a he's while he's been very we? quiet on the scene but we, uh, we have not anyway so, there well, you go that is uh, about us for punters mate uh, just looking just, I see the sunny coast um uh you can you can park up there tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. That race oh, no. for the next How's three that? days on the yeah. sunny coast. Gold Coast meeting is at the Sunshine Coast, Polly tomorrow. Um, and of course, don't know whether the actual Sunday one will be on the grass or the Polly, but I would put money on it being on the Polly. To be honest, really, yeah. Well, if we get more rain, yeah, I think they had another sixty something mils overnight at the Sunshine Coast last night or yesterday. Oh, yeah. Sorry, when that storm went through. So, yeah, it's. Uh, you know, if you could find a hotel nearby, just uh, <laughs> back to the hotel, a bit of form, back to the track, back to the hotel, a bit of form, back to the track, and then go home. Plenty to punt on uh, this weekend. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for, for joining us on The Punters, mate, and look forward to uh, next week when uh, Mark Raybrook is back and, and you, Chris, you and o, Mark, no, Chris going. is going on holidays. Yeah, I'm going for two weeks, so it's you and Mark. Beauty. Look Good forward to it. Uh, all the best, and uh, let's hope we can find some winners over the weekend. Thanks, Sam.